0: Welcome to the fourth episode of Profs Radio, the show to A-star your business by learning from entrepreneurs on experience how to solve problems. I'm your host, Peter Martin, Director of Profs.biz, not only a digital company you need to run your business easier, quicker and cheaper. Today, we have insurance broker Richard Talbot-Jones from Talbot-Jones Risk Solutions. Good morning, Richard. Do you want to say hi to the listeners and tell them about what you do?
1: Hi. So... uh... As Peter said, I'm Richard from uh, Talbot Jones Risk Solutions. Uh, we, uh, well, I, I own and run uh, the company with my wife, Claire. Uh, we're commercial insurance brokers, so uh, that means we don't do any home or motor or travel business, but we, uh, we com- just do commercial contracts, primarily dealing with clients in the third sector and professional practice firms.
0: Thank you for telling us uh, about what you do there. Could you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today?
1: <laughs> sure, so, uh, um, well, I'm trying to think where to start really. Um, I left school, went to university, studied archeology, span uh, which is not very useful uh, when it comes to insurance. Um, uh, I joined the army after university because that's what unemployed archeologists do. Um, Unfortunately, I injured myself during the uh, Sandhurst commissioning course. So I ended up um, uh, unemployed, crippled, on an army pension with a useless degree. Um, So after after a few years of sort of doing uh, seasonal work, short-term contracts and temping, uh, I fell into uh, a job working for Zurich uh, in Cardiff. So uh, dealing with home and motor insurance, uh, talking to insurance brokers and uh, quickly working out that they got paid a lot more than I did. So I thought that the life of a call center drone probably wasn't for me uh, and uh, applied for some roles with insurance brokers. And uh, luckily uh, there was one in the Northeast uh, where my uh, girlfriend, now wife, uh, was based. So uh, I took the job, moved up North, uh, then worked for probably about probably about eight years uh, as an insurance broker for, for other firms before deciding to set up uh, on my own. Great.
0: Um, and as we know, life in business presents many challenges. Uh, you've touched a little bit there about a challenge uh, where you obviously had your injury. Uh, is there a challenge you've come across when you've been in setting up your own business that you can share with all the profs listening today?
1: Sure. I mean, when we set up, um, we had quite a small budget um, and being a, a regulated firm, we have to have money set aside that we can't use. Um, we just have to have it there to to satisfy the regulators. So um, we spent a lot of money on a website, we spent money on getting an office. Uh, and then um, when it came to the kind of operational side of things, we, we scrounged a printer, um, we scrounged a PC, we had our old home PC, uh, and uh, we brought them to the office and, and used those for probably about two years. Uh, and it worked all right at the start, but um, uh, because we had to use Windows 10 and because we had to use Office 365 uh, in tandem with our particular sort of broken software, um, <clears throat> uh, the computers didn't last very long. They got very slow very quickly. Um, at the time we, we were being almost overwhelmed with new business inquiries, which is great, uh, but it's not very good if you can't physically kind of, uh, process, uh, those quotes. So we were having phone calls, you know, we were collecting information and I just sheets of paper stacked so high of, uh, of sort of, uh, things to do and process. Um, and I just could not get through it. Um, and it was just driving us nuts. So, uh, we were we were lucky at the time that we had a, a member of staff who was um, <clears throat> excuse me uh, kind of interested in in IT. Um, so he was employed to do business administration, but his kind of real um, uh, the thing that he was really interested was 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 working with computers. So uh, what we decided to do was just give him the task of finding something good <laughs> <laughs> that would work. So. Um, so we 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 spoke to a couple of um, of other brokers who use our sort of same systems as us, and worked out a kind of uh, a wish list of things. So how much RAM, how much space on the hard drive, what processor, and all that kind of stuff, which I don't really understand. Um, so we gave him the kind of shopping list, and off he went and 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 had a look, see what we could find, um, uh, which was great. So we got um, we just got some. Uh, some fairly cheap refurbished pcs and um uh they sort of met the minimum criteria so we bought them set them up uh and um yeah started started uh started getting them going but um yeah i mean the, obviously so so the challenge really was around sort of efficiency and capacity um yeah and and if you if you've got a great reputation for being a good insurance broker and you've got tons of leads but then you let them all down because you can't actually give them what they want um that's a challenge you're going to be in trouble quite quickly
0: thank you for sharing that i mean that was really emphasized on, on how important back-end infrastructure really is because as you say you can be great with the people great with the clients but it's then that delivery and there's no point really spending money on, on things uh, that just become a cost if they're if they're not kind of saving you time, time and money uh just before we hear how Richard has solved that problem we've heard a little bit about how he's done that. Uh, I just would like to take a minute to let you know of our community Entrepreneur Profs where you can meet other entrepreneurs and learn from them as well as find uh, all the tools and software that we recommend. Just go to entrepreneurprofs.biz you can also join our three Entrepreneur Profs Facebook group. So thank you for talking about the the issues that you faced there and you've mentioned about talking to the brokers and stuff. Is there any other way that you manage to solve your issue or is there sort of any other kind of things that you put in place to improve your infrastructure?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, hardware is just kind of uh, a part, part of the picture, part of the puzzle, um, but also we were concerned that we didn't want to just spend um, sort of thousands of pounds of money on, on IT equipment, only then to have the exact same problem. Uh, Within a year or two. So um, we kind of took the opportunity of having a clean slate Um, and um, When we set up the computers we we deliberately tried to put on as little as we could so we had um, You know the main kind of office 365 apps on there Um, uh, We had our broking software system on there, maybe one or two computer games (laughs) uh but um seriously trying to keep as as, trying to keep the hard drive as free as possible so um, we took advantage of things like onedrive and sharepoint um even dropbox for some things um and and try to make sure that um whatever document image pdf whatever it was that we were dealing with when we saved it we we found a home for it that as often as possible was not on our hard drive on our physical computer Um, which obviously has benefits for sort of backups and restoring systems and things like that, but also uh, meant that that kind of capacity that we gained by having a new system um, wasn't, I suppose it it will slow down over time, but it won't be eroded quite as quickly as if we were storing everything physically on the computer. Um, So all our client data is held off-site. 99% of our, uh, files are held in the cloud. Um, which, yeah, the client files are in a different place to the kind of, um, you know, the, 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 kind of business files, I suppose, that just relate to us. So, so most of them are, are, are off the hard drive. They're in different places, um, which means our systems are running better, uh, more quickly. They've been in place for six months and there's been no degradation in terms of speed. Um, but it also means that, you know, I'm an insurance broker. I work in the sort of business of risk, but it means that if, if something goes wrong with our system, um, all we need to buy is an off-the-shelf computer with or laptop, you know, PC laptop uh, with the the same kind of um, uh, specifications. Yeah, attribute specifications uh, of the old ones. Put it at home. Put it in the office. Um, and once Office 365 is installed, and once the broken software is installed, we can be up and running in. Well, we could probably be up and running within the day. You know. Um, And obviously with with what you hear about kind of ransomware Uh, and and, and viruses, hacking and all that kind of stuff, um, the kind of the ability to be back up and running that quickly is kind of key. I mean, that is a a perfect example, really. And so I'm glad you've
0: touched on that of how a cloud infrastructure and the hardware in your office can work really well together um, to improve efficiency, security. And, and actually, a, a consistency, so a plan B, if anything goes wrong, you, you can be back up within that day. And sometimes it's so easy to focus on one or the other. Let's get really good cloud mm. services, um, but running them on rubbish machines, or get the new fancy gizmo, but actually not think what happens if if this thing's break, and and what's the backup if, if we do that. So that's a real good Example, really of how you've got those cloud services and hardware, can't so really, really work together. It. well we had some clever people. <laughs> but
1: well, so, um, somebody's common sense, I think, as
0: well. Yeah, I suppose it takes into consideration kind of your skills as, as a risk solution as well. Like, <laughs> what's the risk of if that one breaks or that breaks? Or...
1: Yeah, I'm trying to keep things simple.
0: Keep it simple. That's a big one. Yeah, because there's so many gizmos out there that we can hmm. get involved in. Uh, so coming back to kind of your role here what is your top tip for someone who's maybe looking to buy insurance
1: so I think um, you know I think a lot of the times people buy insurance and they're buying a particular policy um, and they you know they think that once they've bought that policy then that's it that's all they have to do in in order to manage the risk to their business or that's the one that they buy because they need employer's liability or, or something similar. But I think for me, the, the, the biggest tip I could give anybody who's looking at insurance is, um, try to try to think of as insurance as just one part of a risk management strategy. So, um, tr- so I suppose from an academic or traditional point of view, uh, risk management consists of three pillars. You've got risk mitigation, risk control, and then risk finance. And then under risk finance, Uh, insurance is just one of the options so you know there are so many things you can do before you even buy insurance to you know reduce the risks that are faced by either the business or the owners of the business even things like just incorporating as a limited company that can you know (laughs) can save your house you know so why not do it Um, but yeah I think you know and then if you've got insurance that that then uh, kind of complements the other strategies you have in place so um you know the physical security the fire safety um financial controls or whatever it might be you know then it'll then it'll work sort of properly it'll work effectively if you buy insurance and then don't do anything else then the insurance company's probably not going to pay out if something goes wrong anyway you know because there are so many requirements within an insurance policy that you, you've got to comply with and, you know people don't often think about that or read the small print <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point and there is lots of uh ticks to Tickles, well lots of
0: boxes ticking, we're very important that we we do that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I, for me, I thought it was just a case of get a piece of paper. and Obviously not. <laughs> no, a piece of paper is not going to stop a fire. So, you, know, you need to put something else in place. Uh, and lastly, uh, what is your favourite piece of software or tool? And is there anybody you would that, that you would recommend?
1: Um, my favorite piece of software at the moment is probably SharePoint mm-hmm. partly because uh, and I know people are divided on SharePoint but uh, we were using OneDrive and I was using OneDrive thinking it was SharePoint and then realized that it wasn't <laughs> SharePoint and the thing that I wanted was SharePoint uh, but we found it really useful because we can um, uh, we can group documents together so instead of having a physical employee handbook we've got a, vert, you know, a sort of digital one um, we've got HR templates in another place with business continuity plan in a different place and then we've got our own kind of workspaces so instead of leaving stuff hanging around on the desktop while we're working on it we can just dump it in our workspace um and go back to it whenever we like so um I'm sure we're probably not using it as well as we could but uh, I mean for us it, it's it's as long it, as it's working for it, years it's, it's working yeah I mean I'm sure somebody could come in and make it better in, in about 10 minutes but I think for now it's doing a, a really useful job um and, and yeah, you know, and it's one of those things as well. You know, if you pay for something like Office 365, you may as well find out what you get for it. Yes. The different <laughs> things you can use rather than just Word. Get the maximum use for your, for your money. It goes back to yeah. what you said before. What if there's a file? It's all on the digital. <laughs> Not <laughs> hanging around on the desk, fueling yeah. it. Exactly. Um, and in terms of someone to recommend, well, I mean, we, we've done really well um, in terms of our, our marketing by kind of... Um, suppose what would you as you describe it sort of uh, combining offline and online word of mouth so word of mouth on social media um and also the kind of face-to-face so so we generally get really good relationships with with clients potential clients either because we meet them face-to-face and then follow up online or we meet them online and then follow up face-to-face um, so i kind of think that that getting a real handle on social media and trying to use it in the way that you would just network face to face is really really important. Um, and one of the people that's kind of helped us work out how to do things and give us the confidence to go out and, and kind of use it more naturally uh, is James Lane from Hypestar. So I would recommend that you, you talk to him and that people listen to what he has to say because <laughs> he's uh, he's helped us a lot in our business. Brilliant, thank
0: you. And before you go, uh, how can people connect with you?
1: Uh, well, our company uh, is on social media, as you might expect, having just said that, um, we're, we're on uh, primarily LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. We're on Google Plus as well, but I don't really know how much people use Google Plus. They've actually cancelled <laughs> it now, they've, they've turned Have it they? off, yeah. Oh, well, uh, off. We'll, we'll, don't, well, don't bother looking there then. Um, uh, and then uh, I've also got a professional profile on, on LinkedIn, okay. um, if you want to connect with me directly.
0: Okay, well, thank you so much for appearing on this podcast. That's been really useful to people out there who maybe need to think about the risk in their business and the steps that they need to take. Uh, Remember, Prof, to check out our community and Facebook group. Go and A-Star your business today.